Do you remember the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 that mysteriously disappeared in 2014? It wasn't until an entire year later that they even found pieces of the plane. What if I told you that it's possible they may have had a non-human encounter before it crashed? Would you believe me? I, not on this podcast. It depends on what kind of non-human we're talking here. It sounds like you're getting at aliens, which I am so open to believing. My tinfoil hat is applied. I think, honestly, these are my favorite types of episodes and I'm already invested if this like tragedy that I personally was pretty fascinated by, I don't know about you, but this was a big like news mystery mm -hmm. might be linked to alien activity. Let's do it. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. I actually made the tinfoil hats for today's episode. If you guys want one, <laughs> just just come by the house. Like, I'm just Etsy passing store. them out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Not an Etsy Haunted store. Haunted Etsy store. <gasps> I love it. I'm Eleanor. Hello. Uh, stubborn skeptic. Extraterrestrial sometimes. Occasionally. Body paint applied. You know? Hey. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corner of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, we are so excited to have you guys along for the ride as usual. Before this episode, I don't think I really knew the specifics of this story. I knew about the weird things that happened after, like messages from the black mm -hmm. box in the plane, potentially. Mm -hmm. There's little bits and pieces that I did know, but not just how weird this really was, for sure. How familiar are you with this like story? I remember following this. This happened when I was in high school. I think I was in high school. And I have such a vivid memory of sitting in class and like Googling. It felt illegal to be on your phone during <laughs> class, but like illegally Googling this flight because I was so fascinated by the idea of a plane just disappearing out of the air. Like my little child brain could not conceive of that. So I don't think I know too many of the details, but I was definitely super familiar with this story. And every day that went by that it wasn't found, it was just like, how is this possible? Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra adaptive fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 was a passenger flight from March 2014 that disappeared while going to China, carrying 227 passengers and 12 crew that were never seen again. 
The last automated report from the flight was sent at 1.07 a.m. and then at 1.21 a.m., the transponder was turned off on the plane and it was no longer traceable. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that when it hits you that it's a real thing, it's so sad, but it's yeah. so strange. That kind of hits you out of nowhere because it just feels like this insane mystery. Yeah. So after the plane disappeared, of course, they start searching for it. It's the biggest search for a missing plane in history. This is what I found so weird. They used a technology that told them that the plane was headed in the exact opposite direction of their flight schedule when it disappeared. So imagine Beijing is like this straight line. Mm -hmm. Like the flight was just going parallel. It was just like, oh, out into the ocean. That's a thing though, right? Okay, so like I actually, when I just went to visit uh, a friend and they were telling me about a time when they were on a plane and they were only an hour away from the destination after flying for five hours and something was wrong with the plane. So they turned around and like flew the four hours back to the original airport Stop. rather than landing in the new airport because the, the last airport was like a hub. So there would be more mechanics. Oh. So I don't think that's that unusual depending on where the plane was that it would turn around if something was mechanically wrong. Mm, that's true. That is true. But in that situation, you would think that there would have been some kind of message. What I think is equally as strange is that the plane continued to fly until 8, 11 a.m., another six hours after we basically did not know where it was anymore before it could no longer be detected at all. So does that mean that it crashed at 8, 11 a.m.? Does that mean that it just was out of range? We don't really know. I remember in the first week, it was like, of course, we're going to find it. Like, this is so sad, but like, of course, we're going to find this plane. And then a couple of weeks went by and then a month and then a couple months. And it really was like, are we just net like because they kept talking about it on the news. Yeah. But it did get to a point where we were like, are we never going to like, is this just the end of this now? Because like you said, they were searching intensely every single day. Right. And nothing. But the ocean is big. Mm. Mm. The ocean is quite large. So in 2015, the first piece of the plane was found off the coast of Africa. And then over the next year and a half, 26 more pieces of the plane were discovered. So it's like radio silence, literally, for an entire year. Then finally, they start finding pieces of the plane and they know for mm -hmm. sure, which I'm sure they already knew this, but now they know it crashed. Like, mm -hmm. it's confirmed it did not just vanish into air to reappear. It went down. Right. Which is very sad. But all governments stopped their searches in 2017. So they continued to search for parts of the plane. I'm assuming they were doing investigations, trying to figure out why this happened, uh, mm -hmm. both for closing the case, but also... I'm sure to provide like safety, like nobody knew why this plane went down. And mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people were like average people like you and me who fly a lot mm -hmm. uh, to people who are flying these planes. I'm sure everyone was like, so what happened? Uh, are we safe? Are we good? Right. So right. they continue to do a lot of work reporting what happened with the flight and in the final report by the Malaysian government specifically, they announced that the disappearance was actually not due to a mechanical malfunction. How do they know that? That's what I think is so weird. How would they know that? They haven't found the plane. How would they know it's not mechanical malfunction? Are they just guessing by like the literal puzzle pieces? There are no puzzle pieces. Yeah. Like, they didn't get any information from the pilot. They're saying past like, good night, Malaysian flight. Like they mm -hmm. have no idea why the flight route was changed. 
They don't have any information on the plane. This is what I think is so interesting. They claim that, no, there wasn't a mechanical malfunction, but there was a change in flight path that was due to manual inputs. So they're claiming, oh, no, there wasn't a mechanical malfunction, but for whatever reason, the pilot just changed course. There ha- okay, okay. Uh-huh. This just seems like an explanation that obviously gives them like the least amount of guilt the pilot is obviously not there to defend himself and the plane is not there to be inspected. So it's very easy for them to say, there's nothing wrong with our planes. Like, don't worry about it. This was totally like a weird one-off, a one-off, one-person error, which, I mean, that seems far less likely than there actually having been something wrong with the plane. Because if it was a one-off error, like, they continue to fly for six hours, right? Yeah. After they changed course. So... That's a long time to continue flying, too. Clearly something was wrong with the plane, and the pilot was trying to get the plane somewhere safe. Like, that seems very obvious. I don't think they want you to be thinking about the intimate details of, like, what happened to this plane. That's what it sounds like to me, that, like, <laughs> that they don't want you to be thinking about it. Right? Ooh. Ooh, that's kind of scary. That's almost scary. Like, I'm sure they have far more information than we do, but they're not going to mm-hmm. come out and say, like, this plane in general had this mechanical error that could happen to any plane because then people are going to be afraid of flying on that airline or flying with mm-hmm. those types of planes. They're just going to say, like, it was a one-off error, manual error, nothing to do with the plane at all. Who knows? Well, as much as you have kind of already sold me uh, here on the idea that Perhaps something was genuinely wrong with the plane and they were trying to turn around. Maybe it's not an innocent situation, but a little bit less sinister than originally I thought. However, there are a lot of really weird circumstances around this flight, even beyond like the fact that it just vanished into thin air and wasn't found for a year. There is so much weird stuff and so many weird coincidences around the passengers on this flight, the stuff that was happening on this flight, so much more. Up next, we are going to talk all about the theories as to why the plane could have changed paths and ultimately disappeared. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big. Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are like halfway through this episode and you have already sold me on a theory I somehow I just never thought about before, (laughs) which is that (laughs) there probably was just something wrong with the plane. But put on those tinfoil hats because we have even more theories floating around online as to what may or may not have happened to Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Number one, that it was potentially a hijacking situation. 
The reason that people believe this could be a hijacking is that two passengers on the flight were on stolen passports. But my thing is like, how many people around us are probably on stolen passports and like we just don't know because we're not doing research into them? Well, I could see it going both ways. I don't know. Two passengers having stolen passports certainly is not enough for me to believe the plane was hijacked. Mm. Theory number two. This isn't really so much a theory as much as it is a fact, but there was a large shipment of lithium batteries under the plane. Maybe they put them in a different area of the plane. Well, I guess that the reason that they don't want you to fly with these things in your checked bag is that they are highly flammable. Mm -hmm. So like if something happens under the plane, like it's just poof. Mm -hmm. The third theory is that the pilot did this on purpose. He had a flight simulator in his home that contained a route eerily similar to that of the plane after it detoured from the flight. Wait, how do they know that? I'm so confused. If they know the route the plane took when it detoured, Mm -hmm. how could they not find the plane? Because I guess that like, at that six hour mark. So it flew for those six more hours, but then at that point it was completely untraceable. So it sounds like they had no information about the plane or the pilot past when something went wrong, or really they don't have any information even before something went wrong. So how can they say there wasn't a mechanical error? I guess I've never really considered the mechanics of the plane. This sounds so stupid for me to say out loud. I've always just been like, it disappeared. (laughs) I don't know. The The Bermuda (laughs) Triangle, the aliens. And we're going to get into the alien talk. Listen, I still have some things to say about (laughs) aliens. So once upon a time, back in 2018, in what would have been like, what, the infancy of our friendship? No, we became Mm -hmm. friends in 20... No, we did become friends in 2018. So back before, back before we had our little IUL podcast, I made a video on this whole situation that happened on Twitter. At the time, I feel like every scary story was popping up on Twitter. Twitter was the Mm -hmm. happening place for creepy phenomena. And something that happened in March of that year was a Twitter user named Straight Away who received a voicemail from an unknown number that went completely viral. Now, Mm -hmm. this unknown number left him a voicemail. And this voicemail listed off military codes like the Delta, Alpha, um, you know how they spell things out with those kind of codes. So the military code translates to danger SOS. It is dire for you to evacuate. Be cautious, they are not human. SOS, danger, SOS. Now, at the time, this has nothing to do with Malaysian flight. Mm -hmm. It was just something that's going viral on Twitter. Everyone's like, what the heck? Like, very (laughs) freaked out by this voicemail. Now, after posting this, again, we have no relation to Malaysian flight 370. Mm -hmm. Straight away, the Twitter user begins to receive a lot of really bizarre DMs after posting this voicemail. One of them was from like an account with like no profile picture or anything like that. Honestly, it was probably people trolling him. But one of them said, and the post you shared about the recording on your phone. Then the Twitter user was like, swearing up and down that he saw someone taking photos of his house at three in the morning. Okay. Very weird. Very strange. This all connects to Flight 370, however, when somebody on Twitter finally puts the puzzle pieces together. The end of the voicemail after like the danger SOS, yada, 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 after that whole spiel, there are like numbers at the end of the voicemail that ended up being coordinates. Mm -hmm. And those coordinates were incredibly close to where they think Flight 370 went down. So now people are like, oh, wait, 
could like because this is near where we think the plane went down because again we're not really confirmed mm-hmm. because this is kind of close to it could that recording have been from the plane's black box i guess the black box is like something that records you know how we were saying like like everything yeah it just yeah, records like, everything about the plane and it's supposed yes. to be this indestructible thing exactly So they think that the recording could have come from the black box because it was near those coordinates where it went down. But if we knew where the black box for the plane was, Mm -hmm. we would know a lot more about the flight going down because we never found the black box for the plane. It was not among... Wait, wait, wait. This random kid or person on Twitter Mm -hmm. is saying that he has in his voicemail Mm -hmm. a portion, just happens to be the portion of the black box that gives coordinates... To exactly where the plane went down and a warning about aliens. He thinks he just got that portion of the black box after this flight, hours, hours, hours long. He just got this little bit in a voicemail. In his defense, it was other people on Twitter saying it, not him. Okay. The reason that people are like, it could be from the black box, or I guess the theory behind this, mm-hmm. is that in March of 2018, there were like these big solar flares near the coordinates that were said at the end of the voicemail, near the coordinates where we think the Malaysian Flight 370 went down. Mm-hmm. These solar flares could affect the electromagnetic fields surrounding that black box if it is hypothetically at the bottom of the ocean. And that could have sent out those messages. It could put it in people's voicemails. I guess that it means that random people could be susceptible to receiving messages from black boxes. That just does not seem real. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I don't believe that like a random, that sounds like something out of Marvel. Like a random electromagnetic pulse would bring the most important 15 seconds of the biggest plane mysteries ever's black box into some random person's voicemail. And even if that was the case, who is the pilot talking to? True. On this recording, he's saying evacuate, to, but he's saying it in military code. So he's not talking to anybody on the plane who would understand military code. Mm-hmm. Who is he talking to? Like, this makes no sense. Even if this was from the black box of the plane, which is a 0% chance, as far as I'm concerned, 0% chance this happened. This message doesn't even make sense in context for why it would mm-hmm. be in military code, except that it's more fun for like a Twitter game. Knowing all of this with the fun little Twitter edition that truly makes it an internet urban legend. Listen, (laughs) I think that this is like all of these theories have existed so widely online. Oh, yeah. That we had to talk about this story Mm -hmm. here on the podcast. Out of the three major theories, taking, Mm -hmm. uh, so unfortunately, taking aliens out of the equation. I'm so sad to say it. Uh, Between a hijacking, Mm -hmm. a potential mechanical error we're gonna call it that instead of just a fire like Mm -hmm. an emergency on board hijacking emergency on board or the pilot i guess getting a wild hair and just flying a new route for fun and then something going wrong which one do we believe the most mechanical error Mm -hmm. it's the hill i will die on the malaysian government they're aching to stab me to death right now but i really do feel like that's the only answer that makes sense like there is a theory i forget what this is called but it's like a psychological principle where if you like are in what is the big park in new york called central park oh yeah and you see like hoof prints you're not gonna assume it's a zebra like you're gonna assume it's a horse because the police like walk around on horses and you're seeing a bunch of horses like there's a small chance someone could have a zebra maybe but like probably not you're just gonna assume it's a horse in this case a mechanical error is the horse like of course something just went wrong and the pilot tried to turn around it could have been aliens it could have been hijacking like maybe we don't know 
But all the pieces line up to say that that was what happened. I think that even our confusion and trying to like figure out why are they saying this for sure can't be a mechanical error? Why are they saying that the flight just changed paths for no reason? Like, why is there so much information about us tracking the flight? But at the time, there were no answers whatsoever. Like, I think that there's so much allegedly so much mystery around this because they don't want us to know. They also, to be fair, they also could not know because we sussed out that they at least say they didn't get any information about the plane or its status before that six hour mark. So they could be telling the truth in saying that they don't know anything mechanically that went mm -hmm. wrong with the plane. Like it could have happened and they didn't get any communication about what went wrong. Mm -hmm. But obviously something did go wrong. With the social media thing, with the straightaway account, do you think that people were just jumping to conclusions, making something out of nothing? Do you think this was an elaborate hoax? Uh, this seems like a hoax. Mm. Not even like an ill-intentioned hoax, though this is like a real tragedy that involved hundreds of people. But like I said, I think so many people were trying to solve this case, whether it was the original poster or somebody calling him. It seems like it was kind of like an internet farce on someone's part, at least. Yeah, I agree with that as well. It is really so sad to think about that happening and that like, we're so desperate for answers. We're trying to figure out mm -hmm. who had a fake passport, who could have hijacked it, mm -hmm. who brought something flammable who put hairspray in their carry-on and it caught on fire like we're so desperate for answers that i think we kind of forget about the fact that this was like a really serious and real tragedy where a lot of people died so mm -hmm. rest in peace to the victims of that flight and to all of the people affected by it i'm so sorry it's so sad it's so sad and so recent mm -hmm. We want to know, do you guys know anything about Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 that we didn't mention here in today's episode? We would love to hear from you, so please chat with us all over social media by using the hashtag gruesome twosome. Let's talk planes and aliens and all things spooky always. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loey and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of our podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free, exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery, and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome.